0: Hi, my name is Linda Pinizotto and I am the founder CEO of the Condo Owners Association, which we also call COA for a short firm. The Condo Owners Association was founded in March of 2010. So we're actually two years old now. And we are the association that works and lobbies with government. We protect the condo owners across the province of Ontario with issues. There's so many issues out there. We need changes in the Condo Act. We need Condo Act reform. Right now, there's private member bills that are going between the MPs that they're not getting to the next step. And unfortunately, it's not helping condo owners. We need to see changes in the on Warranties. We need better protection. We need to stop the ever moving escalation of maintenance fees that you see on a constant, constant drive uh, towards new developments in particular, but existing condominiums as well. There are so many issues that need to be dealt with and the Condo Owners Association will assist you in dealing with these. We are appearing at the National Home Show. We've had a major sponsorship with Clorox Canada, with Geep International. We want to try to deal with recycling programs within condos. We want to deal with a new development on building codes. We want to deal with changes as far as how board of directors behave, how the property management offices handle things, and how the owners do not have any voice that they can go to when they have problems. How does all of this get put together? How do we move forward? How do we protect our investment? How do you protect your investment? There's so many issues out there. We need your help. We need you to join. We need you to become involved. We will be following downtown Toronto City of Mississauga today with this video and basically it will give you an insight as to what is happening and why we need you to join COA. COA is coaontario.com. Please visit our websites. We do have representation in all the cities across the province. Thank you so much, and let's move forward. <music> Hi. Yes, now we're down at uh, Wellington Blue Jays Way area, and uh, it's a plan to action. All those height restrictions that have gone down the drain when the City of Toronto prepared their master plan many years ago for the protection of all of us, they have it's been totally overlooked by the Ontario Municipal Board. Take a look. We've gone from 13-story condos to 19-story to 25 to 30 We're resting on 55 stories. Where does it stop? Where does it end? Is it all about the builders? Is it about the condo owners? Are your views blocked now? Are things happening that you never bargained for? You didn't know this was going to go on when you bought. You're finding out now. Too many hidden things. Let Koa help you. Take a look. I'm now in the uh, downtown core of Yorkville in our city of Toronto, beautiful area, character, prestigiousness. Take a look, it has changed as well. And now we want to take a look very quickly, at Queen's Park, that's where we need our support. That's where we need to talk to our politicians, for the Condo Owners Association to help them with changes to the Condo Act. Zara Marchese of uh, Trinity Spadina, the MPP forward uh for another bill uh, addressing condo reform so please contact COA. so we were talking basically about condo board of directors and different things that can happen within condominiums especially when you uh change the uh the guidelines as far as the declaration your bylaws your rules regulations and i guess they basically how people get elected and why would they Mm-hmm. Things that could happen. Yeah, from your own personal experience.
1: Yes, I know from our, my personal experience uh, in a condo board. My wife was the president of a condo board, and uh, a gentleman in the condo in the condo area tried to get on the board. He did get on the board as well, and then tried to derail things with the condo board. Now he was also uh, in conflict of interest because the property management company at the condo was using him as the handyman, so he was making money. problems going on in the condo board Um, so that was one thing so my wife and the other members of the the board of directors tried to have him stop that well he didn't like that the property management company didn't like that so they uh, you know unloaded a, a, a kind of a smear campaign against her and the other board of director members and tried to get them fired off the board and so forth and so there ended up being two factions in the condo itself people that were loyal to the good condo board right. that was run by my wife, and then to this guy who was yeah. trying to derail everything. Well, it worked out that her side won the, mm-hmm. the, won the day, and the condo has never been run any better than it has been since, since that happened. Now, they got a new property management group in there, The guy that was making all the trouble got off the condo board, and now everything is running smoothly. But it was so easy to derail everything that they were trying to do, all the good stuff, just by, uh, you know, one or two egos and, uh, you know, getting misinformation out there.
0: Exactly. So, interesting enough, I mean, generally speaking, when most condominium boards are operating for, especially when the condominiums are brand new, and you've got a, uh, a president of the board, and you've got directors who have been there for five years, long-standing. Mm-hmm. They know the building, they understand the building, yeah. they have the best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be prevalent in the way that operations are taking place? Like your, you know, your reserve funds are fabulous, your operating budgets are amazing, mm-hmm. your maintenance fees haven't had a huge increase. Yeah. Why would owners fall for this?
1: That's a good question. It, it never ceases to amaze me, and it. You know, I guess people just aren't doing their research. They're listening to one or two people um, who are yelling the loudest and not doing enough of their own research and going and talking to some of the other people and understanding the real situation that's out there.
0: And then I've also heard of people who technically want to be on a board of directors. Mm -hmm. They've as much as sued the same corporation that Mm -hmm. they want to be on the board for. And uh, the night before uh, annual general meetings, they're out knocking on doors, giving out false information so that they can maintain and gain proxies.
1: Right. They bring a, a real political process to it, a nasty political process. And it really doesn't benefit anybody. They're just trying to benefit themselves. They're not really, don't have any altruistic motives. They're not really trying, it seems, to better the condo, better the association at all. They're just trying to do something for themselves. And people, like I say, really need to see through that and not just listen to the one person coming to the door and yelling
0: loudly. Absolutely. Well, proof is in the pudding. The condo owners have been out there now for five years and everything has been very wonderful in their kind of corporations and this type of thing is happening. It's obvious that uh, there has been an ulterior motive on these individual people and I guess in most cases they may even be using their jobs. Uh, Mm -hmm. Say for instance if it's lawyers um, who, you know, maybe they're using their credential as a lawyer Mm -hmm. and uh, manipulating the system as well to some degree. Yeah, it
1: happens.
0: Right, it happens. Well, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Ladies and gentlemen, what a journey. This has been a tremendous journey today. We've taken a look at the history of Toronto. We've taken a look at our landmarks. We've taken a look at glass construction. We've looked at all the different buildings all across the city, how they have actually impacted Toronto. But we can do the same thing at every single other city. We are going to head off into Mississauga to see the Twin Towers. You have a duplication of the same problem. The question is, how do the owners, once they move into these condos, and if they're not part of the Condo Owners Association, how do they know that their rights are protected? How do they know that their building is not gonna turn into a have of unbelievable maintenance fee increases? All of these buildings are dependent on the decisions of the board of directors. You as a condo owner will be party to choose one director, five in total that you are expecting to have the education and the knowledge to represent your operating budget of approximately $1.5 million. You're expecting these directors to understand the implications and the um, guidelines of the on warranties. Are they knowledgeable? Do they have an education? Have they been given an education? Has our provincial government stepped forward to ensure that these condo directors are able and equipped to identify the Condo Act and be able to implement all of the necessary requirements to be aware and ensure the safety and the viability of this condo corporation. We don't need a city of condos where the values are going to drop, vacancies will become a problem, and at the end of the day, things cannot operate as the intended mission that the owners had when they decided to become an investor or uh, an owner in a condominium. The other question too is that uh, when you're going through a process um, for removing directors, mm-hmm. uh, the interesting part is is that the way the Condo Act stipulates is you only need 15% of owners mm-hmm. in order for you to actually start the process. Um, if it's an owner-occupied position meaning that that director represents the owners living in the building, but that director does not need to live in the building. Mm-hmm. Okay, what right. that does is it causes the confusion because many of these people wandering on the building getting proxies, trying to get out the owner-occupied director, are providing false information. If that director doesn't live in the building, telling people, why do you have a director that they've lied, which is not the case. Right. So there's another point of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not a good situation. (laughs) People need to do their research. Especially, too, they have an $80 million building. They need to protect their interests. They have to start to know who to trust. Yes. You're a condo owner. You have in your possession what's called as a condo document. The condo document was prepared by the builder's lawyers way back when, and they are a Bible for your condominium. In that condominium document, it will outline exactly what is allowed in the building along with what's called as a bylaw and your rules and regulations. Unfortunately, a lot of times you may have a board of director who has gone about changing this condo document or the bylaw, or even implemented rules and regulations. And in many cases, these are not in compliance to the condo act. So unfortunately, what we need to do, which COA is endorsing, is to have a standardized condo declaration that is going to be used for all condominiums to prevent this type of thing from happening. So at the end of the day, um, you know, the other problem, I think, is that we do have a combination of on-site owners off-site. I don't think turning the one and two against one another is the answer, which obviously some of those people are trying to do as mm-hmm. well,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that creates uh, disharmony in the building. Right. Um, do you have any comments about uh, over out-of-country uh, investors? Because, I mean, the way things are going right now is that in any condominium, a majority vote is over 50%, like 51%. Yeah. So on a majority vote of 51%, what if... We run into a situation where we have an out-of-country ownership over 51% in any a particular building. Yeah. I mean, there isn't any protection on the contract no. for that type of case. We okay. have no answers.
1: Exactly. That's, yes. There is no answers at this point. Just, people have to be wary of it and understand the consequences of, of that particular kind of thing happening. And I would I would assume that it's happening more and more these days with the influx of condos now and foreign investment coming in, buying these things up, I would imagine it's going to be more and more of a problem in the future.
0: Yeah. And then the other problem would be uh, the uh, the present-day circumstances of short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. There are situations going on in the city where the short-term rentals are no longer one month, two months, three months. Now the short-term rentals are coming into seven days, eight days, ten days. It's like operating a hotel within a condo building. Yes.
1: Yeah. And that presents its own series of problems, right? right. Short-term mm-hmm. rentals and setting yourself up almost like a hotel. People you know, won't take the same care, probably, of the surroundings that they would if they were there for a longer period of time. And there's other things that, you know, that this kind of thing generates that um, can be a serious problem
0: exactly exactly you know it's always thank you very much i really appreciate your comments john you know the interesting thing is that uh sitting here with john and just working today to put this video together it's really important for the condo owners association to get the word out uh, let the public know exactly what they're in store for what the problems are what is the direction we need your support you need to immediately go to your board of directors tell them that you want them to be part of the condo Owners Association. COA is uh, very reasonable. It's uh, $1 per unit owner per building, 300 unit owners in the building. It costs your corporation $300 to be part of this association and then you know that you can feel protected. And you also know that your board of directors is operating properly. They are not doing some of the uh, situations that you've heard today. And uh, they're very transparent. Because they're saying, yes, we want to be a part of the Condo Owners Association because we feel it's important, and we need to protect condo owners and their investments.
1: Linda Pinazotto. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you... Have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373 or visit her at
0: lindapinizzato.com.